welcome to AMO Kenzoku episode 12. We are a group of four bubblegum crisis boomer otaku who wanted an excuse to talk about anime, manga, and any other things we might find interesting. Uh, the Kenzoku are myself, Sam, and Nick. Good evening. Mike. Hi, everyone. And Dylan. Hello. And we are recording this episode on uh, July 7th, 2022. Today, um, we are going to talk about the end of the spring season. Um, we all had our preview of the spring season not too long ago, and what do you know, it's over already. Um, so we're just going to kind of touch on all the stuff that we watched and give kind of our thoughts. Um, we shouldn't have any spoilers in this episode. Um, oh, wait, really? I thought we, I thought the point of it was to be spoilery. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well, fine. We'll spoil stuff then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you don't want spoilers, <laughs> well, this isn't your week. <laughs> uh, okay, um, sure. Uh, and anyways, let's just get into it. Uh, the first show... Birdie Wing, uh, we all watched this show. Um, what did you guys think of this show? It kind of was, I don't, know, I don't know about you guys, but I knew this was going to be a winner, um, but <laughs> I had my doubts about the quality of the show, um, well, animation-wise. Be- hit this. Before yeah. uh, before you, you lord over the fact that you called this was going to be a great show, I think Dylan had uh, oh, yeah. a quick little... <laughs> Sorry update from uh last episode if i am correct yeah, that's right dylan had an update yeah just a couple dylan. couple random things on bubblegum crisis little feedback things from listening uh back to the episode one thing the actual the ova prices for bubblegum bubblegum crisis were actually a bit lower than normal ova prices at the time because they are expecting to have more episodes so they actually also kind of impact their budget um there's this really great on YouTube, if anyone's interested, if you look up Making a Bubblegum Crisis by Mercury Falcon. It's a great uh, old 20-minute long thing you put together on some of the production stuff. Um, and in there, quite as in line with what we guessed from uh, various interviews and things, basically all of the producers and everyone made the distinct decision to cut out anything that wasn't cool. So that's why you really don't get any of the character backstory or anything like that is as we kind of thought is like, they're just like, nope, we don't have time. It's not cool. We're not ed- editing it. Um, also, Mosspedia came up last time and that was from the same producer. And a lot of the ideas, some of the ideas of the, you know, getting, you know, getting your motorcycle to transform around you kind of came from there. They were advanced further into bubblegum crisis. Um and for anyone still who's interested in buying it, you can get the Blu-ray for $30 from Animago, old school company. Really good. Uh, you know, 30 bucks for a nice Blu-ray. is, uh, And they have actually very nice subs on there where they made the subs specifically for Blu-ray. So you actually get different colors and nice separation and stuff. So uh, those are just my couple. Going back to their VHS style subs because they had different technical limitations than DVD. Yep, DVD was super limited for what you could do with subs. Um, so that's just yeah. a couple quick Yeah, four uh, colors on DVD, and that's it. And when one of them's transparent, one of them's your border, one of them's your main text color, then you can maybe do a second text color, and that's it. 
Uh, cool. Is that also streaming on what High Dive? Is it? Plex. I actually didn't look and see if it's up on anywhere. Oh, that's right. True Plex. It is. It is streaming on Plex. If you ads or not, or whatever. That, that's the only place that I've found that it was legitimately streaming in subtitle. Just buy the Blu-ray. It's thirty dollars. It's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it. Some people. Well, yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't tell people to do with their money. Um, if you don't, yeah, well, <laughs> if you don't purchase anime and you know still want to watch it, then watch it on Plex. It's free. It has ads, but you know you'll live. All right, back to me gloating about Birdie Wing. Um, <laughs> no, I I was actually concerned that this show would be not good just because it it didn't look from the trailers and stuff that the animation would be high quality, and I I don't think that it turned out to be. Um, so, what do you guys? think of this show uh nick what do you so i i pretty much agree with everything you said look animation is not bad but it certainly isn't great i would say it's average um neither nothing to write home about but nothing to massively criticize um the plot as ridiculous as it was was it it was really engaging it really caught my attention i didn't realize i needed a uh a show about golf and under like girl under girls under 15 golf and it's you know ins and outs and the underground variations of it and the legitimate variations of it it was uh really interesting and 100 percent had yosuke kuroda's fingerprint all over it uh had a lot of his his uh his call signs in it um specifically of note was the uh not so conspicuous relationship between the coach and the president of the the girls golf club that was a very yosuke kuroda thing for sure uh mike what did you think How'd you yeah feel? i've been eating birdie wing up it's a great show i was skeptical of it at first but y'all sold me on it and i am glad you did because it ended up being my favorite show of the season just had the right level of over-the-topness that I didn't realize I was missing, but kind of have been. Like, something that's over-the-top without being absurd in the fan service direction, really? Surprisingly yeah. not fan service for a Kuroda thing, also. There was a lot of alluding to stuff, but, like, it never just straight up went, you know, all all in. Like, it, like one of the running gags was, like, was like Eve sleeps uh, sleeps in the buff like that was kind of alluded to but he never full-on just like there was it was just kind of a subtle thing they threw out there it wasn't like a main focal point which i did appreciate it the fan it, to me it felt like uh like i don't know the the fan surface was definitely more of an accent than like a, a primary uh focal point yeah not any more than any other show with cute girls in it right like yeah, under underage girls that play golf, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts, Dylan? Okay, so I got I got all sorts of stuff. One, I love this show. Like when I go to the end of a season or watching a thing, I kind of think to myself, like, all right, what would I want to watch again? I'm like, this is definitely the show. I'm like, oh man, I totally just want to watch this show again. It's so much fun. Um, there's so many things about it that are great. Like when you watch the first opening sequence and we've already said there's spoilers and stuff like you kind of feel like oh it's gonna be like eve versus this other girl they're gonna be all antagonistic but no they're actually just like totally like besties like they're kind of rivals but uh 
like the antagonism comes from the outside forces. Uh, also, I've, I've decided that part of the reason that this show is so cool is it's it's literally it's like the John Wick of Girls Golf. So so when I, I say that, that what I mean yeah. what I mean is that like part of the reason that the John Wick series is so popular and so fun is it has this like crazy like insane world where like it feels like everyone is like involved in this like worldwide a crazy like murder assassin conspiracy and there's all this stuff and it's over the top and wild but it also kind of like takes itself kind of seriously and it's like the same thing except in this universe under 15 girls golf is this thing that's like that everyone knows about but nobody talks about but is super secret and um and everyone's involved in so that's that's what i kind of mean by the, the the john wick of girls golf like just in the best way for the reasons why that movie series is incredibly popular for amongst other things but uh and uh yeah i think the uh you know it's it's got all the things that i want in a show like i wasn't quite expecting everything it does a swap between between where eve is in a phrase and then she goes over to japan and it it keeps up there. I um, liked how they handled the language issue. By <laughs> <laughs> Syrup is like, yep, I know Japanese. I'm like, oh, handled okay. it by not handling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least at least they just leaned into it, right? And then I like how they kind of pulled a pulled a uh, y- y- you know a, a changing settings, but still not all the characters because I already forgot her name. But you know, Eve's second banana in Nephris basically has like an alter ego in Japan that quite literally oh, yeah. is the first character she meets, and <laughs> she's also like a gun Ota, so I guess that worked out. Yeah, yeah, it's so much. It's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. Like, do you remember? Remember the first time when they go to the uh, the virtual golf thing where it all of a sudden starts like remaking the whole golf course? You're just like, this is insane. Wait, and that it's was not so virtual great. golf. That was real golf. That was the well, mafia's but, secret tower. Yeah, that, yeah the like, mafia's golf like, course. Like, probably system. $10 billion golf, <laughs> one whole golf, infinite <laughs> golf course. I mean, so golf that, is already like the rich man's sport. So. so that's the sort of thing. That's why I mean about it being like the John Wick of girls golf. Yeah, agreed. That feels like a very John Wickish set piece where things are totally normal and then you step into their world and whoa wait we're not in Kansas anymore yeah def- it almost felt like they did it within a half season they pulled two seasons worth of content because the first half of the show is you know solely focused on even a little bit you know of, of uh I already forgot I already forgot the rival's name uh, Aoi right it's Aoi yep um mm-hmm. and uh you know but it's basically you, you're made. I, at least I was led to believe, like, oh, the first half will just be her, you know, breaking free of the mafia's clutches. Like, no, that's just half half the season, and then suddenly that all is resolved in like an episode, and she is now deciding to go to Japan because she decided, you know what, the only thing I'm passionate about is beating beating this girl at golf. That's that's all she cares about. So flew all the way to Japan for that. They kind of started out really strong in the beginning with the mafia stuff, which was. Uh, super interesting what really hooked me and then they go to the second arc in japan and it's like the tournament I mean, arc. is cool but yeah the tournament arc and it's like more like normal golf i mean sure they've got you know the golfers have special abilities and things like that whatever which is you know great of course it's what i want but it doesn't have that 
crazy high stakes golf of if you lose we'll murder you kind of thing that they did before. Yeah, it feels lower stakes, that's for sure. Although they did try to throw in the cheap like, oh, the the coach is on a limited, you know, limited timetable because he's dying of some completely unknown condition that isn't disclosed yet. Right. Sure. No, I'm looking forward to season two in January, is that right? I think so. Yeah, I'm very I hope they have a few more curve well books and slices for us. <laughs> wah, wah. Good job, Mike. <laughs> nice recovery. Uh, in season yeah. two, because I definitely want more of the like more of Eve's past coming back and catching up with her. If this stays straight sports for an entire season, then it will be somewhat disappointing, but it's weird that they showed in the in the opening all of those quote unquote villains, but uh, we got all the way through the first season and we've only seen like three of them. Yeah, that's not super unusual though. I mean, I feel like they've been doing that in anime ops for decades where they in, where they kind of show glimpses of, you know, major rivals or villains, but they don't actually appear till you know, like a couple of seasons in. Uh, really? Not, especially that many and so prominently? Like, I don't know, that seemed unusual to me. I, I agree I just, that I agree that they showed quite a few that weren't even mentioned or shown, but I don't. I feel like the trend. It's not too divergent from what I've seen in like you know animes of the eighties, nineties, and aughts. So. But I I would ask: Is that a thing that's usually done for a series that's uh, like an anime original thing? Like I could see it much more from like a manga thing, where it's like, oh, point. we know this character's there, but this was like a this wasn't from a manga, unless unless we're all. Looney Tunes on as that. As far as I know, it's anime original. I'm wondering if it's like a tie-in to the VR golf thing, given the Bandai Namco production. I mean, I'm sure they're trying to sell something. Well, I feel like the yeah, well, that and the not so the kind of ham-fisted like random thing of two characters being big gun gun ota was yeah incredibly <laughs> suspect, but you know. Not not super unusual, I guess. I mean, I guess it's inferring that even in the... We can assume this is the distant future with all the tech that's in there. And um, always Pac-Man ball. <laughs> yeah, Pac-Man, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I guess Jack Bunny is a real brand, too. Yep. So, there's that. So, gotta, gotta get all the merch still. But heck, it, uh, you know, it worked. It was, uh, last week I was playing in one of my gaming groups and we're picking games and I, I picked Golf with your friends because i was like oh man i want to play some want to play some golf game did you did you, did you yell i definitely do not hit okay. blue bullets in that game no okay. um yeah i love that whole thing because to, to me that was a huge callback to to scried like oh yeah honest honestly even always like rival relationship to me like completely mirrors um Kazuya and Ryuhos and, and Scribe, like, in every way. <laughs> like, you have the uh. the scrappy, like, rough around the edges, kind of thuggish one, who's, like, the, you know, almost anti-hero, and then you have, like, the really, you know, highly trained, well-disciplined, you know, like, elitist one that is supposed to be the best, and, you know, they end up... I, obviously, Scribe is a lot more violent. They're, they end, they're you know, <laughs> they're trying to kill each other. This is underage, you know, under-15 girls' golf, but I, I, I feel like I see a lot of analogs between the two. It's... I mean, you do have someone shot in the head off screen, so... Yeah, that's true. The whole Mafia stuff was got way, way darker than I thought it would. No lie. And then Vepere becomes, like, super charming, too, which is great. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I hope she comes back. <laughs> I, I bet you she will. I bet you she will. 
All right. Well, let's maybe we can talk more in another episode, but let's let's move on here. Um, the other show that we all watched, which kind of surprisingly was a Tomodachi game. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you sold me on that one too. <laughs> I definitely, I definitely called this one unintentionally from way yeah. way out in left field. But but yeah, uh, I'm glad 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 it turned out to be what it was, and I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. Remember, remember when uh, we watched like episode two or three for the first spring episode and you're like man they already gave away the twist what are, yeah what else what, what are they gonna do for the rest of the series and then yeah then the writers are like oh, oh silly one we'll show you and i'm like yeah you sure showed me because man i i did not see it going necessarily where it went uh at the time uh, hindsight it, it definitely you know seems makes sense but oh yeah that was uh it was it was pretty great uh, they did they managed to do the because it's based on manga, so the you know the, the original creator managed to make a like super scummy, grimy character like relatable and feel like the you know the hero of the show. I mean, yeah, he definitely has his like heroic moments, like any any air quotes shonen show, but he definitely does a lot of stuff in pretty grimy and scummy ways and you know he he self-admittedly has killed people so yeah it's interesting that like i don't really think there's anyone in the show that you're like oh they're just like a good person everyone is pretty awful or we don't know how in what way they're awful yet yeah like everybody's pretty damaged goods in that show for sure i mean I, i i still kind of am a little bit like the whole when they're you know what what was it after the second game they get the break or whatever and uh mm-hmm. you know it's like oh we'll let we'll let you just go back to your everyday lives like nothing happened but don't talk about tomodachi game or we'll come get you i'm like really that's just that's what they're gonna tell you like it's i don't know i felt like that there there was a few things that you kind of had to suspend disbelief to like you know be able to keep watching the show but um yeah i, I didn't I'll be honest, like I watching that show, I didn't, I never really decided to watch that I was going to watch the whole thing. I just kind of ended up watching the whole thing because um, I just had to keep watching more. Well, it's a, it's and, a, it's a train wreck, right? You had just had to keep watching it to the end <laughs> since you started. Well, like, yeah, like it's like, I wanted to, I wanted to see the solution to all the puzzles Um, and it was fun, but I also felt like, um, I, I like this makes me really want to watch Kaiji again um, <laughs> because it's it's basically the same kind of thing. Um, but I felt like there was a lot of exposition in telling how everything worked, um, and that was a little bit disappointing. I mean, but I still loved it. So it was I don't know. It was yeah, hard to explain. But like I I really enjoyed uh, seeing the puzzles and watching them get solved and seeing how they get solved. But I was always disappointed at how when they told you how they were solved, they literally would just tell you and explain the whole thing. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you can't really avoid that. And maybe Kaiji did all bunch of that too. Yeah. I feel like Kaiji did it as well. It's just, it, it was done in a different package. But yeah. Kaiji and squid games both definitely had some of that. I feel like Tomodachi game for me was less about the, you know, solving of the games and more about trying to figure out, trying to f- to find the justification as to why X character 
can get away with being so terrible and you still can like feel some some sort of empathy for them like case in point um taiji the the one with the glasses who initially by an early what an f4 was the one he's like he's like ha 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 i'm the one that submitted us to tomodachi game and i'm the giant a-hole of the group and you know he gets the crazy eyes and everything and you're like oh yeah he's the scumbag and then literally the back half of the show you're like feeling terrible for him because he's literally you know starving to death for how, how long was it like four days or something he went without food and water so that that <sighs> that to me was what really kept me going was how they so somehow they managed to make terrible terrible people feel relatable to me which is not easy to do but i that also was like i felt not like they were cheating but like at that point i by the second round I felt a lot like I couldn't really trust anything, even internal monologues of people. So, like, I didn't feel too bad for him starving there. Yeah, <laughs> and but I think really that's, bad, but... that's kind of part of the point, and that's even, like, inferred in the opening, right? Where, like, honestly, probably everybody's pretty terrible deep down inside. So, hmm. you know, just if everybody's pretty terrible, like, what does it take to be reviled in the in, in this world? I, I think that's, to me, is the lesson, right? Like, yeah, everybody does dumb stuff and does some pretty terrible stuff but at the end of the day like it still doesn't mean that you're irredeemable right because every everybody has the motivations like with taiji you know his dad was was basically offed because he was screwed over by his his friends in the previous tomodachi game and was saddled with however much debt and then he told his he took you know he told his dad and his dad started investigating and he got offed for it and that's that's his motivation to to get revenge Mm-hmm. is at least that face value what he said right so if, yeah, that, if that's yeah. all true or not who knows but you know it was a believable enough kind of yeah. a sob story that it makes you it, it, it at least at least soft reset my perception of him somewhat yeah yeah and i definitely felt more sympathetic um so so here's my question is this is tomodachi game is that being funded by the same mob that is funding everything in birdie wing oh man no, we're going there now <laughs> no they would just do golf why would they do anything other than golf yeah they're like no this is this is dumb we just we just bet more things on on under 15 girls golf <laughs> this yeah. round of tomodachi game is golf <laughs> <laughs> the crossover uh, we didn't know we needed but now we really want uh, guys you need to dress as girls for this one <laughs> Because yeah. we don't do guys golf in this show for some reason. You're only allowed to coach. We don't know how you got there, but that's all you're allowed to do. Coach and die. <laughs> the game at the end the, with the fake Tomodachi game, uh-huh. thinking about it now, that, that actually was kind of like the, kind, the way I enjoy it the most, the, especially the rock, paper, scissors at the end, where they're, they really just kind of play the game there's not a lot of like having to i mean they explain the rules and all that stuff but it's all very much um the mind yeah the the, the meta game and the psychology like this the psychology involved was uh, during that yes they're not the tension was really really well well done yeah. i really really enjoyed that part i do have one pretty significant gripe but again i mean i'm willing to overlook a lot so i'll be willing to overlook this but you know, at the end, where it, the, he, he basically has embarrassed the you know the 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 leader of the gang, and but then he's like, "Screw this! Everybody get him!" And then you know the the real organization shows up and busts him. And it's like we're we're apprehending you for running a fake Tomodachi game. How the 
how the hell would have this guy would this guy have even known about Tomodachi game if to impersonate it? Like it's it must be that he at some point participated, right? And then he decided to run his own racket. Mm. The other and the other thing that doesn't make any sense is if he was unrelated to the organization, how would we how would he have even known to kidnap um Kokorogi at all? Because how would he have known that she was involved with Tomodachi game if he was, you know, running a fake yeah. one? So how would he have that inf- like there's a lot of questions I ask that I'm like, wait, that doesn't make any sense at all. You know what? I'll let it roll because I like the app, but truthfully the the hook at the end as to how how they got saved the Deus Ex Machina to me was incredibly poorly uh thought out. Yeah. But again, I'm 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 critical because I really do like the show. So. Oh yeah. Do we know when season two is? Yeah, I was talking about that with Dylan earlier it's because they showed a next ep preview, right? And it wasn't like it was a big cliffhanger of a of an episode. They showed a next ep preview like it was, you know, gonna be soon, but yeah, I haven't seen anything official about it continuing. But as far as I've seen, ep twelve is the last ep to air, and it's been off for at least over a week now. So I have yeah. actually have no idea if, or I'm I'm assuming at least one more episode is funded, but I have no idea when it's going to actually air. Um. So the other show we have is uh, Love After World Domination. Uh, I did not continue with this show, not because I didn't like it, but just. I didn't. Um, so, how'd you guys feel about that show? About you, Dylan? Uh, yeah, it was fine. It was a fun one I put on the morning when I was doing coffee or working out or something like that. And like, yeah, it was a fun show. Like, if it had gone like a full season, I totally would have probably would have bailed. But yeah, I think that's my, you know, that's that's it. <laughs> Like candy. Yeah. Mike, you, you, how do you feel about that show? Yeah, same. Like, it was always kind of, uh, you know, guilty pleasure popcorn anime more than something I took too seriously, but I did enjoy it. I agree half uh, one season is probably about right for it. I think if it had gone into the 20-something eps, it would have probably worn the premise out. Mm-hmm. unless it had a major shift in there somewhere. I will say that they they actually spent their animation budget, I think, on the last episode, because they actually had some pretty nice animation stuff in there. And uh, Yeah, it oh. did. It, it was the show in general kind of have that same middling quality that it kind of started with then? I would, part, yeah. I would say it was yeah it, it was consistent the the line art remained very clean throughout the whole thing and the angles and everything kept you know the proportions were always kept really consistent so I appreciated that the show like I already enjoyed it from the beginning but it actually really grew on me uh, as I kept watching it this was probably my I mean outside of Tomodachi game being the extreme ally this was a very pleasant surprise I really really did enjoy it um, they did their archetypal you know uh rom-com apps that you have to do for any show of this nature like the beach episode and all that but the, that that <laughs> was still say. that was ex- it was actually executed really tastefully and it was actually uh i think the thing the element i enjoyed the most about the show is uh is fudo and desumi's relationship is just so like pure and innocent like it's so you know there is there is not there is no like lasciviousness in it it was just very like pure innocent love like high school love and that was really great to see it was so wholesome given that the premise itself is super ridiculous but <laughs> yes. 
Uh, but yeah, I liked how they went into backstories and stuff. Like, they decided to, you know, within this ridiculous premise, they went and, you know, expanded on, on characters' motivations the best they could, and I was pretty impressed with that. Like, the episode where she gets promoted, and they said, yeah, you get to become a monster now. We're gonna cross you with a gorilla. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, oh, baby, this is gonna be hilarious. And then, you know, she opted to, to not go with it, obviously, for the sake of con- continuing the show, but... Just like little the little things like that that kind of just make fun of the whole Sentai thing. Because you know, it's like the 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 heads of the armies are always these crazy monstrous creatures, and lagoons are always you know people that look like they're wearing spandex, and that's literally what's going on in this show, right? Yeah, like yeah, I being a like goon is like family. a career. Yeah, her dad, right? He was like, I put I spent my whole life perfecting the you know extreme flop when somebody punches me, and and food is like, <laughs> I respect that. I totally respect that. So you know, I, it was. A super pleasant watch. Um, honestly, a pretty easy show to recommend to a lot of people because it's low stakes but covers a lot of broad bases and it's animated consistently enough and it's very bright and colorful. So, yeah. And it also uh, didn't get super, super creepy or anything like that or didn't, no. didn't get any like the, you know, skeevy animation stuff either, which exactly. is, you know, always it, nice. It, it just, it did just enough, right? Like, obviously, like, this, I mean, like the, 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 the the princess reaper's costume is pretty pretty revealing but then again so are a lot were a lot of costumes for sentai people and she just treats it like like literally like a nine to five business job right like it's just just her job and then she goes back to being a regular high school girl after that she just happens to be absurdly you know powerful as far as martial arts is concerned which is why she's as good as she is at what she does but otherwise she's just a very very normal girl so i i i uh yeah big pleasant surprise i i glad i watched it but i agree i don't think it could really go beyond 20 some odd eps or go into 20 some odd eps without kind of feeling old and recycled so i think the half season treatment was uh was perfect for it yeah to go much longer you'd start needing like a samurai flamenco level twist thrown in yeah like a paradigm shift to like completely you know shake things up did you say she was in high school? I I must have missed that when I oh watched the uh, first yeah like they all like basically the all of the well that's not true so, a lot of the characters are like going to high school as well for at least the gelato five members they're just going because that's the being a hero is like on the side and their identities are all revealed to the public but for gecko like they they're supposed to inter- blend into society to you know throw people off but they all actually attend the same high school oh okay. Interesting. Do they cover a lot of the high school hijinks then? Not surprisingly, not. Which I think is okay. Like they do, they do just yeah. enough of it to remind you, like, hey, by the way, they're they're still in high school, but they don't, you know, they're not super ham fisted with it. They actually primarily stick with the their you know the their respective careers, and uh, most of the show is just like them trying to you know keep their relationship, uh, well, and not even hidden because they start to like actually be around each other in public a lot more and it was more like convincing people that their relationship is okay versus like covering it up so interesting but yeah pleasant surprise easy easy recommend glad i watched it well i may go back to that doesn't look at we'll see this summer's packed though yeah yeah (laughs) summer's gonna be a difficult one to to parse down yeah all right um the next one on the list that um Everybody but Dylan watched, I think, was Spy X Family. 
Um, yeah, this one sounds like we have kind of mixed feelings about this one. Uh, Nick, what would you say about this one? Um, my opinion of it hasn't changed, which isn't a bad thing. Um, animation was still great through mm-hmm. through the end. Um, they're going to make more of it, obviously. This is going to be yeah. my, my... I don't know how long the manga is, but uh, or if it's still going, but... I think it's still going. Oh, it is? Okay. Then my suspicion is that it'll probably keep going, because as far as I know, in the general anime sphere, this was, like, the darling of the season. Everybody loved it. And... Yeah. and I don't get me wrong. I liked it. It was fine, but it was incredibly predictable. Uh, I pretty much oh, yeah. n- n- not a single element of the show surprised me whatsoever. Doesn't mean that's bad. It just means that there was nothing that you know. I went while watching it. None of it was keeping me super engaged. It was mostly the, the easy on the eyes, uh, likable characters, uh, some hijinks. You know, like the dodgeball episode was funny. Oh man, yeah, I love that. Yeah. The, 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 the six-year-old that looks like a 45-year-old. Yes, like. I love that. It really leaned hard into that trope. It was so good. <laughs> and, you know, just silly stuff like that, which was entertaining and, and uh, easy to watch. Um, but, yeah, the whole the whole gimmick of, you know, oh, you know, I we, we got to get, get her into the honors program in order to get close. Like, it's... It's like really, it's I don't know. It's it's okay. Uh, the plots the plot is is okay. The animation's great. Characters are likable. So, you know, another easy show to recommend to it, to general people. But I think it's a more of a, um, I mean, not not to be at least, but more of like a normie show in my opinion. Like just sure, it's it's good, but there's. It's there's really no, nothing for me to be like. This is this is the reason why you should watch this show over other shows. I would just say it's a good show to throw into a pile to, of a to watch pile, but it would be hard to, for me to recommend somebody watch this over uh, other, you know, like in mm-hmm. my opinion, better sh- like better shows. But yeah, it's it's fine. I, I liked the well. Let's see. I was thinking about this today, like how to explain how kind of yeah like predictable the plot is that I, I guess maybe a way to think of it as like a yonkoma where it's like the plot isn't really it's just a vehicle for interesting gags uh and fun situations it's not a you don't really care about the mission per se you just kind of care about oh what silly things is Anya gonna do what kind of you know how are these people gonna act when you put them in these weird situations like that's basically how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, the plot matters about as much as the plot matters in, like, Get Smart or Inspector Gadget, which is to say some, but it's not the point. Right, right. Exactly. It's like, it's it's there, but yeah, you don't really care about it. And the manga feels the same way. Like, I still think the manga is better, but I know that generally that's true. Um, but it's it's mostly just yeah, fun gags, fun characters. With, uh, in in the anime's case, really great animation, like consistently very high quality animation. Oh yeah, fantastic animation. No complaints there. I don't know. I don't really have any complaints about the show, other than it is what it is, and uh, it does a very good job at being by X family. All right. So, Nick and Mike, you watched Ya Boy Kongming. Tell us about that show, Mike. Well, um, it 
kept being interesting, though it kind of faded in my, like, down my list of how much, you know, whether it was my favorite show just because B-Wing got so good, and I'd say I liked Ya Boy more than Spy X Family, though, because it at least did a little more interesting. Um, Plot-wise. Yeah, I yeah. completely agree with Mike. Um, for me, uh, Ya Boy Coming was, it was almost the, I won't, I won't say the opposite of uh, the the other two, of Birdie Wing and Tomodachi Game War. But it it definitely started very strong, and then the mid and then the middle eps were pretty middling, and it picked up a bit at the end. But it's basically for for me, it was uh, the op- honestly the opening carried the show a lot. It's <laughs> the best the best the best <laughs> opening of the season hands down for me. It's not even close, um, possibly of 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 the year so far. It's really catchy, really well animated, great song. Music in the show is great, awesome. I love the music culture, the modern take on the music culture. Uh, it reminds me a lot of honestly, this show remi- is basically what I wanted Carol and Tuesday to be. If anybody oh, watched man. that, oh um, yeah, I yeah. kind of. I only watched the like, first half of Carol and Tuesday. I keep meaning to go back and watch the rest. It's but... such a hard show for me to recommend, even though I really mm-hmm. love it. I tr- I really adore that show, but it's hard to recommend because it's. It, each ep basically just is more or less the like you know the competition, and you can see where they're very constrained on the budget because certain like short segments are animated incredibly well and then there are long pans of stills for several seconds afterwards and that's one of my major gripes with it but this that's neither here nor there but uh what i what i want to say is that coming bypasses that somewhat it does cheap out on in my opinion pretty critical scenes somewhat often but the characters are really likable the mission is basically you know it almost feels like like fellowship of the ring with with um edm music like in, in a way <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, you're not wrong you're, you're like building this super you know he's he's this amazing strategist who's building this you know carefully crafting this super team of, of musical talents that he's that he finds based around this you know based around Aiko, who's like his his muse, so to speak, and she's a super likable character, and her music, you know, range, her musical range is really good, like, I really did like the musical range in the show a lot, so, um, it's, it's an easy recommend for sure, but it, initially the show was a front runner for show of the season, but as it kept going, it definitely, uh, dropped a few spots, but still, still strong enough that I can easily recommend it. Um, I'll most I'll definitely purchase the series just just for the opening alone. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, and I'd watch so. a second season though. I'm a little worried it might descend into too much tournament arc predictability if there is one. Yeah, but at the same time, if the music continues to be as good and the they can up the animation where it counts, then I could probably be okay with it. Do they fall back on CG dancing or? Is it like just really good and animated dancing stuff? Um, there's probably a bit, a decent bit of rotoscoping here and there, but um, mm. definitely in the opening. But um, yeah, otherwise, not really. It, it was less about the actual animation and more about the songs themselves for me. The songs were really, really good, and the t- okay. and and That's- similar similar reasoning for why I kept going with Carol on Tuesday. The music in the right. show. Really, really good. So, yeah. 
And, you know, it was animated well most of the time, just where when, when it decided to cheap out, it was very painful and obvious, and then the plot kind of fell on its face at the end. But, again, we're not here to talk about that show. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, um, I guess I should say, if you if you like Carol on Tuesday, uh, Kaming is a very easy recommend, and in my opinion, it's it does a lot, it does a lot of stuff better, even though they're not the same shows. Uh, but, yeah, ridiculous premise, and executed quite well for how ridiculous it is, so... Definitely recommend uh, if you want something. If you like, you know, um, EDM music, you like, you know, pop music, you like hip hop, R and B, rap. It kind of covers a lot of modern genres. Oh, speaking of, since job of it. I'm not the person to ask, how were the rap battles in Japanese? Um, I mean, that f- first of all, it was intelligible, which is good because I couldn't. It was compared to what like Yano and Odd Taxi, I actually could follow them. <laughs> Um, the way Kong Ming did his segments was more, almost more like, hmm, what's the word for it? I mean, I'm not like big into hip hop or rap, but it seemed more like he was singing than rapping. But, um, but, uh, Kabetaijin, his, he, his, his lines were really well executed. Uh, the VA did a great job. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely approve. And, uh, the st- the show oozes style. That's what I'll have to say. I love the style of the show. Um, it's contemporary and uh, covers a lot of of bases. So, yeah, that's that's that. Cool. Have any of you guys checked out um, Hypnosis Mike before? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, all the music's on um, Apple Music, and I think it's on probably on Spotify. Um, Check it out if you're interested in interesting anime cross media uh rap stuff. It's actually very good. <laughs> Strangely. Anyways. Um Dylan, you watched Healer Girl, which I wanted to like but I but I couldn't. But so tell us how great it is, please. Um it was mine that I I think it really started off really cool and then it stayed it stayed good but it definitely dropped off from like a top top tier show but it's one that I would totally still recommend like if you're like feeling down and you want to like a nice show that's cleanly drawn and animated and has good songs in it and you want to not feel terrible about everything that's happening in the world and in your life watch Healer Girl. Um yeah. That that would be my summary of that show. <laughs> did um so did the animation stay really high quality throughout? Yeah, it stayed it stayed good. It stayed really good throughout, like the yeah, consistent style and everything and like the plot and stuff, it was never so much about the plot. I think for me the dislike disappointment was that it kind of got just because it's so hard to do, it kind of stopped being quite so much of a uh like a musical for the whole show. Uh-huh. Um, and so, cause that I think was a, a great draw, but it was still just well done. I really loved the, um, the end song. Uh, I think that was my favorite song for, uh, for an ending, uh, thing. It was just really good and it was always mixed in well. So, yep, that'd be my suggestion on that show. If you need to feel better about the world, watch that show. So you say that it didn't, it wasn't as musically near the end does that mean it didn't have as much character songs or just yes uh 
Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what to make of that because that that was I had mixed feelings about that in the beginning. So, hmm, maybe that would make me like it more. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'll have to give it a second chance. Weirdly. Yeah, if you're feeling down and you wanna you wanna watch something, maybe feel make you feel less terrible about the world. Watch that show. If you want to be healed, watch yeah. Healer Girl. Exactly. Mike, you were the only one of us to watch Dance, Dance, Danceur Revolution. Um, <laughs> uh, how'd that one hold up? Did um, it stay stay great? It stayed all right. I it kind of fell back in how much I liked it, just as it went from the main character figuring out he liked ballet and what this ballet stuff is to a bit more of him figuring out how much of an actual grind it is. Though it still managed to stay pretty interesting. Just, you know, it kind of reminded me of, like, Glass Mask or... um Uh, why am I drawing a blank on um, the show with the girl who wants to break into show business to get revenge on her boyfriend? Skip beat. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, this stuff is actual hard work. You may have a bit of talent, but you're going to have to throw, do deal with some insane stuff to actually get anywhere with it. which true right. to the real entertainment industry to a degree like it was like somewhat of a familiar shonen trope as well yeah um animation stayed good though obviously it's um heavy on the rotoscoping for the actual dancing so that is going to be make or break depending on how you like that well it's it's i will say in the on the scale of uh quality it's definitely above uh, rotoscoped CG. If it's rotoscoped people, yeah, it's going to look good. Rotoscoped CG? Mm-mm. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched free, but along those lines in my understanding. Okay. Not not free. Um, Yuri on oh, Ice. Yuri on yeah. Ice. Oh, see, that's my... When I think of um, bad rotoscoping, that's definitely one that comes to mind. Not the whole thing. But there are parts where they resort to like CG rotoscoping stuff or whatever, and it looks not good. <laughs> Maybe a little easier to rotoscope ballet than ice skating. Maybe. I did watch the first two episodes of Dance Dance Dancer Revolution Max, but I I just didn't get into it, so I stopped, and I'm probably not going to pick it up again. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch more, but I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily say. It's a show that people absolutely have to watch. If it's your thing, it's your thing. And if it's not, then, you know, it's not something like Princess Tutu that I am going to say, yes, you must watch this show. Mm-hmm. Didn't stand out. It's kind of... Well, I mean, away. that was kind of how I felt about the season as a whole. Like, most of the stuff I watched, I wouldn't really say stood out. For sure. Agreed. Well, Birdie Wings stood out, I would say. Yeah. But yes, I, I agree with that sentiment. There's no like Cowboy Bebop in here or anything. So 
no yeah, no like no like all-time classic masterpieces this season um not that you know not that not that there needs to be but yeah yeah summer however mm, maybe maybe we'll see <laughs> dylan you watched aharon san uh which i tried to watch again another one of those um did that one hold up uh yeah i thought it was it was fine i thought the first half of the show was was pretty great and like really fun and like the two characters were dumb and then the second half it got a little bit more i don't know it wasn't wasn't as good i don't know got a little more rantical it was never bad and then it ended and so that was good (laughs) you know it's you know kind of like some of the like um love after world domination it was like yeah it was good it was never bad and then ended and you're like great i'm glad you stopped there <laughs> yes um but yeah it was a fun it's another easy fun kind of fun dumb high school relationship comedy ish comedy show um so if you don't if you don't like the first couple episodes definitely don't keep watching good these, these shows are kind of like uh this show version of what is it um die as the hero or live long enough to become the villain it's it's good that these yeah these shows die while they're the hero still yeah something. definitely yep fortunately like, it's like all these shows if they were made back in like the late 90s they all would have been 24 26 episodes and they would have been so much worse <laughs> yes actually that was um an interesting thing that i was thinking of when uh birdie wing season two announcement and it was they were saying uh january i know it's not unusual to have seasons um that far apart but i it did. I don't know. I it did feel a little bit weird, like almost like they weren't, they didn't expect it to be as popular as it was. But I don't know. But at the same time, drawing all those characters in the opening tells me that they did, they had more planned. So maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, maybe they just there was always going to be a thing where they were from the beginning planning to have you know call it 24 or 26 eps and break it up into into two parts. I know that was the plan for Spy X Family, at least, that it was announced as a split 26, I think. Yeah, that one, though. <laughs> the second part is in the fall. And the pacing on... Once I realized that, then pacing made sense, because clearly they weren't on pace to do much of anything in the one quarter they had. Yeah, the Spy X Family, I, I, the split seasons makes more sense to me, because, well, I... You've got really high quality animation, and that takes time. So uh, that makes more sense. Whereas, look, look, what do you think? Those blue bullets are free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> you pay once, and then you keep using it. Um, so <laughs> the the amortized cost is not that high. Um, yeah. It, it, anyways, uh, I'd love to. I wish I knew more about uh, how these things how they make the choices they do it is what it is though um so that was all of the shows i think that were brand new shows this season that we watched um i think most of us watched some continuing stuff um or stuff from previous seasons dylan you can you carry on with the uh, shield hero season two uh, you know like i it? just i just wanted to put it in there no i it was so bad like I literally watched what? like four episodes. And I'm like, this is like boring garbage, and I just stopped. I was like, what? Oh. What in the hell? Like, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was terrible, and it made me question whether or not the first season was any good, or whether I was just like hallucinating on that. So, 
Okay, uh, I was going to ask, yeah. And I had to, I, I, I inquired with a couple other coworkers that watched some stuff. Another coworker had the same opinion. They were like, yeah, I, it was, it was really boring. I just stopped watching it. Wow. And that one's um based on a light novel. And I, there's probably a manga too, the way that stuff works. Um, have you checked out either of those? Nope. Okay. I don't know. I'm guessing I'll, after season two, you yeah. don't want to. <laughs> no, not really. Is there a major staff shakeup on that or? I have no idea. All I know is it was. I was just like, "What is this? It's, it's just. It just felt. It felt boring and inconsequential, and I don't know. It was. It. It did not get me. Maybe I missed something, mm. but I'm not going to find out what it is. Yeah, there's too much other stuff to watch that's actually good. So, yeah, I would just rather watch Birdie Wing again. <laughs> Uh, Nick, you were watching um, Demon Slayers. Oh yeah, you like I mean, that? Is it? Yeah, killer? it's yeah, it's good. Good. I mean, one point. So season one point five is just basically the movie, uh, broken up into TV length episodes, which is depending on how you view it, a good or bad thing. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to see the movie, then you get to see movie quality animation broken up into well, I think seven episodes, six or seven episodes. Um. And the movie literally is a direct continuation of the TV series. Um, it, it literally is the next major arc that follows the TV series. They just opted to make it into a movie instead of a season. And then season two is the arc after that. And yeah, I mean, UFO table, you know, always hits it out of the park. Animation quality is oh, yeah. is, is absolutely uh, top tier. Um, Plot-wise, it's a- average. I mean, it's a... It's a it's a shonen show, right? Um, not, nothing about the plot in Demon Slayers is particularly special or divergent compared to any other shonen show. Mostly, it's the it executes it well. So you know, the plot is probably a five out of ten, but the execution on it is 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 good, like a solid eight out of ten. Animations a, a full on ten. Uh, UFO Tables still probably my favorite studio out there. Um, they've always really put in uh, high quality work. And yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, it's nice to see that they're getting more than just um, tight moon franchises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as much as I get like Shonen Jump, as much as I like every other type moon franchise besides Fate, um, I'd like to see them do other stuff too. So it's good to see them uh, getting to do another, you know, a, a super major IP and getting recognition for it. So you know, this the yeah. series doesn't need my my recommendation. I mean, everybody and their mother watches Demon Slayers. I feel like so. I'm just yeah. among them. I like it. It's enjoyable. Um, if you've enjoyed season one, then keep watch the movie and keep watching season two. I think season, I think the movie is 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 really really good, and season two is is quite good. Um, season one's, in my opinion, actually probably the weakest uh, due to pacing. More more pacing than anything else. Uh, the pacing in season one's kind of weird, but uh, pacing in season one and a half and two really good. Uh, if you if you enjoyed it in any any enjoyed season one in any capacity, keep watching it. It's good, so you'll you won't you won't regret your uh, time investment. Sweet. At some point, I'll check that out, but probably just continue the reading the manga for now. Uh, Dylan Kaguya, season three. Like you binged all the way up to get to season three, didn't you? Yeah, I like because those are the things where I watched season one like quite a while ago. Then I realized there was season two, and then there was season three. So, um, 
I go like the animation quality and everything was, you know, very good throughout. And they had some really cool like animation sequences in there. Like I, the, it's, it's a better a one pictures show than other ones that they've done. But I think a one pictures for me, they, struggle to make actual shows they just make things that look really pretty (laughs) um they have very few shows and particular ones but this one like one of my comments on this is like like i can't believe this manga has like 200 chapters like or more or something it's it's based on a manga that has like a lot of chapters and like um i found the main characters like i don't know um like I found them, the, some of the main characters kind of got it, but just kind of a bit grating. Some of the other ones were right. So it's one of those ones where I think the first season was pretty great. And then after that, if you're interested, keep watching. And if you're not just stop at the first season. Those are just kind of more of the same then. Is that the idea? Yeah. But I find that like the main, some of the main characters just get so like, like, you know, Kaguya, like the main character, she just becomes so whiny in this season and it's annoying. But uh, for the other, for the first and second season, I really love like there's segments in like the opening that I really liked. I did not really like the opening for the third season, but I actually really liked the ending for the third season. It's really, it's this really cool. Like it's a whole, like basically a whole movie that kind of like plays off of the ending from the first season. Um, and that's cool. So, yeah, A1 Pictures. You guys, you guys need better better writers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they got the animation down. They <laughs> work on the other part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get Kuroda. Oh, God. Take yeah, if they, man. I mean, yeah, if they, get, if, they did, if they did the animation with their usual budget for Birdie Wing Season 2, oof, that'd be crazy oh, looking. Well, I watched, I'm continuing to watch, um, uh, the Ascendance of a Bookworm, which I recommended before. I still recommend it. Uh, it's an isekai. Lots of really fantastic world building. Lots of um, interesting um, politics and intrigue, if that stuff um, is your bag, more than you would expect. Um, it, it continues with that in season three. Animation is still great, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I won't spend too much time uh gushing about this show but check it out if any of those things are your bag all right and with that our time is up here um we don't yet know what we're gonna talk about next time but it doesn't matter because i'm sure you will love it anyways uh with that this is amo kenzoku signing off saraba 